0: Welcome to this episode of the Cuban Connection. My name is Felix Chevalier. In this episode, we'll be discussing the recent Cuba Energy Oil and Gas Conference and the workshop that our law firm hosted on U.S.-Cuba relations.
1: Support for this program
0: comes from the Digital Broadcasting Network, presenting podcasts and web series from everyday people who have an extraordinary passion to make the world a better place. The Cuba Energy Oil and Gas Conference uh, took place in Havana, Cuba. It went exceptionally well. Uh, there were a number of country companies there from all over the world, uh, including a few American-based companies. Uh, our law firm hosted a workshop on the first day of the conference. Our workshop consisted of two primary panels. Uh, The first panel discussed U.S.-Cuba relations. Uh, On our panel were people from the United States uh, and members of the Cuban, or I should say representatives from the Cuba Energy Company, which is called CUPET. CUPET is short for Cuba Petroleum. The second program or panel consisted of uh, people who are also in the energy sector from both the United States and uh, from Cuba, talking about uh, Cuba's energy uh, opportunities and how US, how the U.S. energy sector may play a role in uh, making a way for U.S. energy firms to do business in Cuba. While we were there, we decided it would be good to interview a number of participants at the conference who are in different stages from different parts of the world and trading with Cuba. Uh, We interviewed four people. Uh, In this episode, you'll see two of the interviews. Uh, The first person we interviewed is Dennis Hatchett. Dennis Hatchett is with the, he is the CEO of the Vessel Group out of Houston, Texas. This was his first trip to Cuba. Uh, His company provides advisory services to companies and governmental agencies to make sure that their operations run efficiently so they can maximize uh, profits. And then the second person uh, you're going to see in this episode is uh, John McKinnon. Uh John is the CEO, CEO of Arlen. Uh Ardalen is an energy company out of Ireland and you'll get to hear from someone who is providing energy services all over the world. So these two gentlemen will give you uh, different perspectives. I hope you enjoy it. Well, Dennis, thank you for joining the Cuban Connection. Uh, We've been friends for many years. We have. I don't know how long. uh, Over 10. Over Over 10 years. years. And uh, you reached out to me uh, a few months ago and, and, and shared that you had an interest in exploring opportunities in Cuba. Yes, we, we caught up over lunch. We caught up over lunch. But before you made that call, uh, why don't you share with us what were you thinking and what prompted you to make the call? So um, the initial
1: prompting, uh, starting to see some of the articles and things that you were writing about Cuba and opportunities there. I've um, always been intrigued by Cuba, um, not being able to travel here, what you know actually happened with the revolution and why mm-hmm. the U.S. or... You know why we have the relationships that we do with Cuba currently, um, and as opportunity. Well, I saw that there may be opportunity in the future based on uh, some of the les- les- based on some of the policies that President Obama uh, put in place. So, wanted to see if there
0: was opportunity for American companies to do business here. Sure. So, uh, you and I had lunch. We did uh, at Houston's mm-hmm. restaurant in Houston, yes. Texas, mm-hmm. and uh, I-, I share with you a number of things. One. Was that if you're interested in doing business in Cuba, uh, it would require a lot of patience. True. Uh, because the Cubans uh, operate differently from how we operate business wise uh, in the United States. And uh, you said, you know, well, you went back to some more homework and said we certainly want to proceed. And then we were contemplating uh, which upcoming conferences we would attend and decided this was going to be the one we're attending. And again, today we were at the Uh, Cuba Energy Oil and Gas Conference is hosted by CUPET. CUPET is uh, short for Cuba Petroleum and CUPET is the commercial arm for the Cuban Ministry of Energy and Mines uh, that oversees any energy uh, opportunities or regulations in Cuba. And so they're the ones who are hosting this conference. Uh, This is your first time in Cuba. Can you tell us about just your general experience in Cuba thus far? So the experience
1: has been fantastic, um, one, the Cuban people are phenomenal, so that embrace um, immediately upon getting into the country, um, you feel it. Um, the From a business perspective, uh, the sophistication of the Cuban government and uh, everyone with Coupette, so um, one thing in the consulting space, you may find individuals that um, know their part of business, but not the full gambit of the business, and that's not the case here with the, the, with what we've experienced so far. So. Um, I look forward to not only being back from uh, from a prospective business uh, or business perspective, but also just coming back and looking at other opportunities, just spending time
0: here in Cuba. So, Dennis, can you elaborate a little bit more on your company, what you guys do, how can you all assess either the Cuban government? or other uh, companies that are looking to do business here in Cuba?
1: So the Vessel Group is an energy focused consulting firm. We help our customers or clients from a technology perspective, that's one of our larger practices, um, being able to manage all their commodity trading and risk management Um, It is very big um, globally. Energy is a global commodity and uh, we see Cuba being a a force to be reckoned with in the future as um, other countries look to do additional business with them from a crude and refined uh, respective NGLs
0: um, and power. So uh, our firm was asked to uh, host a half-day workshop for uh, the uh, U.S.-Cuba relations uh, section uh, on Tuesday. Uh, when we got the calls a few months ago to assist them and, and we told them that we would do it and be happy to do it, I started thinking about who would be some of the participants that can assist with uh, the workshop. And I figured, I knew you were going to be there. Uh, I know you know the energy space, and you, and you agreed to serve as a moderator and serve on one of the two panels that we have. Uh, your panel uh, was on energy and how energy can play, how U.S. companies can play a role with uh, the energy sector here in Cuba. How did that go for you?
1: I thought it went very well. I think that was unique, the introduction into um what this market is going to look like or what the Cuban government plans for it to be, and then looking at it from a perspective of countries that want are countries and companies that want to do business here. So it was very much an education on how to do business here. Um, again, getting information on how they how those processes work, how the information will be shared globally with doing business with Cuba. So it was very informative. Again, it also showed the sophistication of the Cuban government and
0: we, we hosted a reception Tuesday night as well out in Miramar, which is uh, adjacent to Havana. Um, uh, we had probably 20 or so uh, guests uh, to join us. It was sponsored by the Vessel Group, uh, so thank you for that. Uh, we met some interesting people who we joined us agree. from all over the world, uh, Australia, Trinidad, Tobago, and other parts of the world. Uh, can you share a little bit more about that experience?
1: So, the experience was phenomenal. One, getting um, a global perspective on how people are viewing the energy market, right? So, um, one thing that many of the guests had in common was um, our concerns about oil prices and how that impacts us all. Sure. So, whether it is uh, energy trading company, it is a refiner, or a company like mine that is doing consulting in this space, all that has an impact on our business and what we see happening over the next two, three to five years. Um, so our concerns all seem to be the same. We're all looking forward to oil prices creeping back up and where we think um, they will ultimately land. We may not see the, the over $100 ranges again, but if oil gets back into that 75 to $85 range, I think that we will see a lot of growth in this space, which is beneficial to global.
0: So, Dennis, you are in a phase right now in what I call this journey of doing business in Cuba. You took the, probably, you're probably at the third initial step. First, you made the decision to decide you were going to start the journey. Uh, secondly, uh, you said, I'm actually going to go to Cuba. Which is, which I believe is a critical part of the journey, because it, it's the process of investigating what you're expecting, right? And so you, you're, you're you've now taken the third step. You're actually here. You're engaging with other people. Uh, how has that process been for you? Uh, because there's obviously more to go, uh, and you, you've learned and heard from other speakers at the conference what's just what's your general thought process now so
1: now I'm thinking you know after conversations that there is opportunity Um, what we offer in our service from our services there is a need um, much like a lot of you know companies in the US um, many companies are managing all of their trading operations or you know bringing oil from the refinery and taking it out in spreadsheets there's a lot of risk there you know so um, and more room for human error so Knowing for sure now that there is opportunity is that today i 'm not absolutely sure i can 't answer that, but knowing that I am ready to make those additional steps to get where we 're able to possibly do business here so um, coming here is is a step that you have to take um, one of the things that helped me make the decision was you took a similar approach that I take with clients and that is ensuring that I am managing the expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, the being patient here, and that has been reiterated in every uh, part of this conference that we've been, um, that, that we've sat in on those sessions, everyone talks about the patient. So if you don't have that understanding coming in and you're more accustomed to a Western approach to doing business, this deal should have been done yesterday, you're gonna you know, get uh, attempt to get in and then um, call it quits pretty quickly. Yeah, in in (laughs) fact, so
0: so we should share with everyone what happened to us and our own experience with uh, getting prepared (laughs) for this conference. So uh, 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 the conference is a a three-day conference. Uh, Our workshop was taking place on Tuesday. Uh, If you're going to do business in Cuba, or I should say if you're going to uh, interface with Cuban... Ministers and talk about business. You are required to have a business visa, correct? correct. And <laughs> typically, you get the business visa well in advance, uh, so you can make proper uh, accommodations. And uh, we did not get our visas. We did. <laughs> we did not get our visas, but we still came. We did. Uh, we 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 came under uh, one of the uh, general licenses under categories of travel to Cuba and we used the uh, professional meetings and when we got here uh, we were, we, we learned we still didn't have our visas. <laughs> we still didn't have our visas uh, and and uh, what people may not understand here is that in Cuba um, there are, it's very bureaucratic and there are multiple levels uh, that people have to go through in order to get things approved and even though we've been planning this for several months, uh, it wasn't until 5.50 p.m. on (laughs) Monday night when I was already here that uh, we we got the green light for the conference but um, I'm bringing that up because for those who are interested in doing business in Cuba, you also not only have to be uh, patient but you have to be flexible. Absolutely. Uh, Expect surprises uh, but at the end, it all worked out.
1: One of the, you know, the takeaways is being able to pivot. Our, um, we were scheduled for one day to do our panel. That shifted and then moved back to what the original plan was. I forgot so that if you part. yes yes so if you aren't um, you know able to be flexible and be prepared at any time um, for what may or may not change um, you could find yourself in an alert. So um, uh, you know that is definitely one of the takeaways um, in, in, in doing business here that um, I'll, I'll be more prepared for uh, next <laughs> goal.
0: So so as we as we conclude, Dennis, um, if if someone was interested in hearing. Uh, more information about what the Vessel Group does, uh, how can they get in contact with you or your office?
1: They can email um, us at info at thevesselgrp.com and um, one of our team members will get back with them and provide information pertaining to our firm.
0: Any any final thoughts you want to share, particularly for those who are curious about Cuba, uh, what are some of the things you can share with some uh, company or individuals thinking about doing business in Cuba but not sure what to do next?
1: I would definitely, you know, as we mentioned earlier, looking to see what um, events or conferences that may be going around uh, pertaining to their industry and starting the process today and scheduling to be here and seeing
0: if there's opportunity for sure, them. Sure, sure. Well, Dennis, thank you. We need to go get ready to get some mojitos. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. So, John, thank you for joining the Cuban Connection. Yeah. Uh, we are here at the Malia Cohiba Hotel in Havana, Cuba. Uh, we're here for the Cuba Energy Oil and Gas Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, John is the President and CEO of Ardolan Energy, mm-hmm. uh, based in Ireland. In Ireland, yeah. Uh, John, why don't you give us a little background on you, your company, and what does Ardolan mean?
2: Felix, I want to thank you and your law firm for your great hospitality the other night and sponsoring the event, or co-sponsoring the event. Ardolan is an old Irish word which is, comes from the west of Ireland. The west of Ireland has obviously a lot of connections with the United States. You're from Houston. Sam Houston, the guys in the Alamo, half of them are Irish and half of them fighting for. The other side were Irish, the San Patricio Regiment. Um, Ardallon comes from the Irish word Ard meaning High. Okay. Il-a-lund means Island. So there's a beautiful hotel, which was, I believe was voted the best hotel in the world over the last few years, called Ashford Castle. It was the estate of the Guinness family. Guinness, you know, the drink that's made in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. You all drink stout. it. Stout, stout. The first title they had in the English Parliament, Guinness found, was Benjamin Guinness was Lord Ardellot. So that's where the name came from.
0: Very, very nice. Very A bit nice. of history, bit of mystery. <laughs> so, so John. Yeah. Uh, you, like many people here, are yep. exploring opportunities yep. to uh, facilitate trade with Cuba. Yep. What got you interested in possibly doing work in Cuba?
2: I came to Cuba many years ago with a friend of mine who runs a cigar company in, in Ireland. And we came, we met the Minister of Arts, and we wanted to promote Cuban artists coming to Ireland. And that's what attracted me. That's 16 years ago, and I was just fascinated by the place. It sort of it gets in your blood, you get a feeling it's the beautiful people. They've had difficult circumstances. They're strong. They're proud. They're sure. independent. They're good people to deal with.
0: And so, at some point, you decided, "I'm going to embark on this journey to at least explore opportunities yep. in Cuba." Tell me about that
2: process. Through a friend of mine who's based in New Jersey, his brother <laughs> okay. said, "Please come down." We've oh, I met him. Uh, yeah, at our dinner. Bobby, uh, great guy. Yes, um, he said, "Come down." I said, "I'd love the opportunity to go back down to Cuba." see what the opportunities were. It's very hard to find information on what is accessible um, within QPIT and now they're coming out and giving very good quality data which makes the opportunity and the evaluation of those opportunities much easier. There's been a lot of work done by various major companies BGP which is a Chinese seismic company, so it gives you indications of what possibly could be here and it could be very substantial. Cuba has to open up it's had its history, there are changes coming, those changes will take time. It will be a transition. But I think the time to come in is now, prior to that transition, and build a relationship. What has been the most
0: challenging part of
2: the process for you? Challenging part of the is understanding the technicalities about setting up company structures here. Yes. Uh, not understanding how you get to work on the ground how you deal with the ministries or the entities which you may have to deal with sure. and understanding that and getting through that and doing it right. They're very straightforward but they have their own way of doing things but it's, I've, I've worked in more difficult places.
0: I was, I was just going to ask you uh, since uh, Artalan is yep. doing business in multiple places yep. around the globe, how, can you share what are some other countries you're doing business in and how does that compare to doing business or attempting to do business in yep. Cuba?
2: Well, the team, Argelon is focused very much on Ireland initially, because we have a lot of licenses in offshore Ireland. They would be deep water. Ireland was closed for many years for the licenses. There was only 149 granted, 149 wells drilled in 40 years. Wow. The 6,000 drilled in the North Sea in the UK in the same time period. 1,500 drilled in Norway. That 6,000 wells drilled in the UK has created 330 billion of tax revenue for the mm. UK exchequer. Mm. So Ireland has been sure. ignored. And there was reasons for that, some of them political, historically. And that opened up in 2015. There was a new licensing grant. And we have some we have some very interesting assets, but nine of the super major oil companies are surrounding us. That includes ExxonMobil, Nexon CNOC. Woodside the Australian Company, BP, ENI, a uh, great suite of names. So we were ahead in what I would describe as being in the path of progress. I see the same opportunities in Cuba. Interesting, interesting. So now, how other places I've worked by the way, probably. I've worked in East Africa, West Africa, Ghana, Namibia, which is a wonderful place, Morocco, Tunisia, Egypt, Oman. I worked in Mozambique. I had a very bad experience on a very large mining project, which we bought from BHP. No issue with BHP. Our local partners, we ended up in court, six years, $10 million later. We win the court case. We're still fighting over the assets. I you left have to, that's, so a,
0: that's always the case. You have
2: to take the risks with the sure, places.
0: Sure, sure. So how has the uh, Cuba Energy Oil and Gas Conference been playing out for you and your
2: colleagues so far? There's a great group of technical people in Cuba. They're very educated. They're very open to do business. They are developing the terms and getting to understand the terms and the ways of doing business and, and integrating with the, with the ministry. That's a learning curve, which I'm speeding up on. Sure. Well,
0: uh, Tuesday night, uh, we got to have uh, dinner at the uh, yeah. uh, Destino in, in Miramar. We had a good time there. Yeah, it was fantastic. And so, uh, but, but during that time, we had the opportunity to interface with Mm-hmm. Uh, our friends and colleagues who were just frankly yeah. just meeting from other parts of the world yeah. how was that for you guys?
2: It was fascinating there was a gentleman called Fawaz Murad yeah, who I met Yeah,
0: Fawaz is from, uh, uh,
2: uh, Lebanon. He's from Lebanon yes and within five minutes I established I, my old company which I just bought back had some assets in Tunisia he knew my country manager for 10, 15 years. He actually mm.
0: shared that story with me. It's a very small world. It is a very small world. And particularly with those who are interested in a particular market. Sure. Uh, it's, it's amazing how small these communities mm. are. Mm. And so we'll obviously be seeing each other uh, oh, very much, so. much more often.
2: And there were some people from Shell. I didn't realize they, they're coming to have a look-see. Yeah, well, you that's know, Shell is
0: a multinational corporation. Uh, yeah, they've uh, been
2: very active in Ireland. They've, they had discoveries there as well.
0: That's incredible. John, if anyone wanted to get more information on your company, how can they uh, get that information?
2: I'll get you some details. It's a private company, so we don't have to publish anything. But I can send you information. If you Google my name, John McKeon, M-C-K-E-O-N, you'll find a lot of stuff. I've been interviewed on Bloomberg. I've been interviewed in newspapers, the Financial Times. I told you you were a rock star. No, no, no. I'm I'm the buccaneer lunatic.
0: (laughs) So tonight, I think we are going to hang out at the British, uh, Ambassador British she's ambassador's been, residence. She's been a wonderful host.
2: She had a function last night. They've been very helpful. Uh, obviously, they're developing very good relationships here. They're very outward going, which is great.
0: That's great. Well, mojitos are on me at the ambassador's house.
2: No problem. I look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: So starting with Dennis Hatchett, CEO of the Vessel Group out of Houston, Texas. Uh, Dennis has uh, a couple of options here. As you heard, this was his first time in Cuba. He enjoyed himself. He had the opportunity to interface with companies from other countries, uh, from around the world. And uh, he, he has pros and cons. The pros uh, that he's facing is that he is entering into a market where Competitors from the United States who are similarly situated may not have the opportunity to do business in Cuba because he is taking the initial steps to enter that market. The con is that he has to jump through additional hurdles that companies from other countries do not have to uh, actually go over in order to enter the Cuban marketplace. So again, there are pros and cons for U.S. companies. Uh, as I share with people very often, the pro is that uh, you'll be in the market first if you get approval. The con is, in order to get approval, you have to go through a number of hurdles. In regards to John McKean, CEO of Autoline Energy out of Ireland, uh, as you can see, uh, John is well versed in the industry. Has operations in various countries throughout the world. This was uh, second or third time visiting Cuba. And so uh, the pro and cons for John is that he's competing with other people uh, from around the world who are looking to get into the Cuban marketplace uh that's i guess can be considered the con Uh, but the pro is that he doesn't have to go through the additional hurdles the u.s companies have to go through in order to do business in cuba and in fact there is no or very little competition from the united states as a result of the embargo that the united states has against cuba i hope you gleaned some insight uh, from those two interviews Uh, we uh conducted those interviews at the Malia Cohiba Hotel, uh, actually in the middle of the Cuba Energy Oil and Gas Conference. The conference went very well. Uh, they host it every year. And for those of you who are interested in participating in that conference or others, uh, I think you should attend. Again, thank you for joining me. If Again, if you have questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to us at contact at thecubanconnection.org. Again, my name is Felix Chevalier. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't already done so, please take a moment to subscribe and leave your comments to The Cuban Connection or whichever podcasting service you use.